0: You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears have already started their 53-man roster cutdown, but only a few positions have really difficult decisions for Ryan Pace this weekend. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast, brought to you by... Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off your next order. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today, we will discuss the position groups with the biggest question marks on cut down days a few of the hardest decisions really coming at only a couple of positions in particular, and then we'll go through position by position with a full 53-man roster prediction, as well as some top candidates for an expanded practice squad this year. I thought trying to predict the Bears' 53-man roster in this year's preseason environment with no actual exhibition games and very little open to the public access to the players during training camp. All we really got was press conference live streams. So we didn't really have a lot to judge these players off of in terms of who might be moving up and down in terms of their chances to make this 53-man roster. But as I started kind of going through the positions, it didn't seem like there was a lot of room at a lot of spots for new guys to necessarily crack the rotation. And I think in the same way that we didn't have a lot of opportunity to see what these guys could do, to some extent, the coaches didn't have a lot of opportunity to see what these guys could do. Yes, there were a dozen or so padded practices of you know high contact, but without those preseason games and without some of those extended training camp opportunities, the perception and the expectation around the NFL is that teams are likely going to stick more so with the guys that they know, their guys, the guys that have been around a little while, versus the ones that had more to prove that didn't ultimately have as many opportunities to prove themselves. And so across this Bears roster, a lot of the spots are pretty well set. So some of them more obvious than others. But when I look at the positions, I have the hardest time isolating to just who's going to make this 53-man roster. It comes down to outside linebacker, cornerback, and tight end, and I, I put offensive line as a sort of because there's some different dynamics this year with the roster where you are allowed to have two of your practice squad players more or less available to you on game day if you have eight active offensive linemen on game day. So teams are going to be encouraged to keep extra offensive linemen this year based on these special rules. And so which extra offensive linemen the Bears keep will also be an interesting decision to be made, especially with limited depth at center. But I think the big the main big three are edge rusher, cornerback, and tight end. Edge rusher is tough because once you get past the first three, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, and Barcavius Mingo, then it's a little tough to kind of separate James Waters, Isaiah Irving, and then the fifth round pick, Travis Gibson, and the prized undrafted rookie, Ladarius Mack. None of those four guys are guys you want to have to get rid of. But you sure as heck can't keep seven outside linebackers on this 53-man roster, and you might not be able to swing six, depending on where else you want to cut down on depth on this team. But as you start kind of adding up the numbers, maybe this is a five-outside linebacker group, and that means you have to get rid of two of Vaughn, Irving, Gibson, and Mac. You just used a fifth-round pick on Travis Gibson, so I think of the four, he's the most likely to make the 53-man roster, given how excited they were to draft him. You've got Ladarius Mack as Khalil's younger brother. You don't necessarily want to let him go, but as an undrafted rookie, maybe it's easier to stash him somewhere. And Vaughters and Irving have both been impressive and been around with this organization for at least a year. Irving's been on three years. I don't know how you're supposed to decide between those four. Then you look at cornerback, a lot of recent late-round picks, Duke Shelley. Steven Denmark, Kendall Vildor, a fifth-round pick this year, plus a couple of other bodies at the bottom there with, you know, a veteran like Sherrick McManus with some special teams experience. How you parse between all those guys who aren't all going to make the roster, that one seems tough to me. And then tight end. You've got your big three, Graham, Komet, Demetrius Harris. Then between J.P. Holtz, Jesper Horstead, and Eric Saubert, you have a lot of potential, a lot of guys that have flashed some things, have had some big moments in the regular season last year but you're likely not going to keep a full six tight ends with everything else the team has invested at the top of that spot. So for me, that's where my full 53-man roster prediction is most likely to end up being wrong because those are the spots that I think we have the least information about the most neck-and-neck roster battles where all of those guys at those spots can each make a case to make the 53-man roster. And without having really seen them practice much, and without some of them having a whole lot of NFL tape either, it's hard to sit here and parse out who really deserves to make the roster at tight end. Which edge rusher is going to be able to provide the most this season? Which cornerback is going to be the best on special teams and provide the most versatile depth? We can take our best guess, but ultimately Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to have a much different perspective from the inside than we can tell from really outside of the Hallis Hall bubble. On Thursday, they trimmed down six guys that you probably haven't heard of and six guys that didn't really stand much chance to make this 53-man roster anyway. But up next on the podcast, we're going to go through all of our own potential cuts and try and predict how this Bears 53-man roster is going to shape up. Keep it locked right here on Locked on Bears. Before we get to the 53-man roster, I have another prediction. I predict that if you try a Built Bar, you will absolutely love it because I cannot get enough of them, especially their new flavors. Caramel brownie and cookies and cream are can't miss. They are so good. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's got all the nutrient ingredients of a protein bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbohydrates. I'm telling you, cookies and cream, it tastes like a chocolate-covered marshmallow. It is so good to the point where I have to limit myself to, at max, one a day because otherwise I just go through them way too quick. So what are you waiting for? Now is the time to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. As you might have guessed, I think trimming down this offense is easier than cutting down the defense and trying to fit everybody under a 53-player limit. I mean, you start at quarterback. I don't think Tyler Bray is going to make the 53-man roster. The practice squad is expanded to 16 players, and you can even add players that wouldn't normally be practice squad eligible. So I think, for example, nor in a normal year, Tyler Bray would no longer be able to go on the practice squad, but this year he can. I would fully expect him to be that number three quarterback on the practice squad. Nobody else is going to throw him on their 53-man roster. He's their clear number three guy, and they're going to keep him around. So it's just going to be Trubisky and Foles as your two quarterbacks under contract. Similar thing at running back. Yesterday they waived Napoleon Maxwell, who had kind of come and gone once already. You've got David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, Cordero Patterson, Ryan Nall. Pretty much locked in with those guys, with Patterson being sort of a hybrid wide receiver running back. They're going to want to keep Ryan Nall for some extra depth, at least for now, with David Montgomery injured. Plus, Nall can play some fullback and is a key special teams player. I think it'll be those four running backs. And Artavis Pierce, the undrafted from Oregon State who was teammates with Ryan Nall in college, Would not be surprised to see him stick on this practice squad. But the practice squad itself is going to be pretty hard to predict because there's going to be some guys brought in from outside of the organization onto that practice squad, especially with the 16 spots there. So I would imagine Pierce will be a favorite there, but no guarantees. And you kind of have your four running backs ahead of him. Patterson's position change made wide receiver pretty easy to predict too because you've kind of got six guys and then everybody else. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Ted Ginn, Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, Darnell Mooney. That's kind of your six guys. They, again, they already released Alex Wesley and Ahmad Wagner yesterday, and I don't think there's any chance of Rodney Adams, Reggie Davis, or Thomas Ives sticking on this 53-man roster. You might not have heard of any of those three guys, but Thomas Ives is one that is a name to keep an eye on for the practice squad in particular. An undrafted free agent last year out of Colgate, six five two fifteen. Spent the entire season on the practice squad. They seem to like some of his potential at that position. And with so many spaces available, I would expect to see Ives stick around. But you've got your six wide receivers. You've got your three running backs plus Cordero Patterson, who can be sort of that hybrid in there. And Ryan Nall can be sort of a hybrid fullback. And it makes me wonder if there's going to be a spot for J.P. Holtz at tight end as another hybrid fullback tight end option. Because, again, it's it's Graham Komet-Harris. And then one more. And I think between Holtz, Saubert, and Jesper Horstead, Holtz is the one who spent the most time on the active roster last season. He played the biggest role out of those three that are still left. Even though Jesper Horstead is the converted wide receiver, he made some great plays, and we want to see more of Jesper Horstead. From all accounts, it's been kind of a quieter training camp for Horstead. Even Nagy mentioned Saubert by name the other day and didn't mention Horstead, so I would expect to see Jesper on the practice squad, and at this point, I'm going to put J.P. Holtz on the active roster as the fourth tight end and leave it at four tight ends. So we're at two quarterbacks, four running backs, four tight ends, six wide receivers, and it brings us to this offensive line where the Bears are going to keep absolutely a minimum of eight, and I would expect nine or even potentially ten, given the expanded offensive line rule that I said before, where if you keep eight guys active on game day, you can bring other players up from your practice squad. So that's going to think, I think across the league, you're going to see NFL teams keep at least one or two extra offensive linemen on their 53. So we know our starting five, Charles Leno, James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, Jermaine Effetti, Bobby Massey. Those are your five starters. And we know your top backup offensive tackle, your swing tackle is going to be Jason Spriggs and your swing guard is going to be Rashad Coward. That's seven from there. As you try and look, you know, eight and nine, I think Alex Bars is your next leading candidate. He's played some tackle and some guards, some versatility there as a backup. I think I'm penciling him on the roster. And then to get to nine, your choices are kind of limited. You know, just yesterday they released Corey Levin, was a, a name that had, had had some NFL experience before, and I thought there was a chance he might be able to do something here. He's played with the Titans and I believe the Broncos before as well. And he has more NFL experience than any of their other backups on the offensive line. But at this point, because none of those backups that we talked about have any experience at center, I think there's a shot for Sam Mustafer, last year's undrafted rookie free agent out of Notre Dame, college teammates with Alex Bars, both played under the previous offensive line coach, Harry Heestand, at Notre Dame. And he's really the only guy who's a true backup center on this roster. And so I imagine James Daniels is your first option as a backup center if something happens to Cody Whitehair. But it would be nice, given the expanded need for offensive line depth on this 53-man roster rules, I, I'm at this point going to put Sam Mustafer on the 53-man roster as the true backup center just to provide more depth there. And because by process of elimination, he's kind of the one left that's got a real shot. I think the two seventh-round picks, Arlington Hambright and Lechavius Simmons, Probably both destined for the practice squad. Some versatility there, but they were both drafted as project players on the offensive line in the seventh round. Not necessarily guys that were expected to make the 53-man roster anyway in a normal preseason and take away the preseason games and all that. I would expect Spriggs, Coward, Bars, and Mustapher as your four backup offensive linemen to bring you to nine OL on the 53 and I believe my quick math tells me that's 25 players on offense I believe my quick math brings us to 25 players on offense before we move to some more difficult decisions on defense we're going to have to cut at least a couple of really talented players next on Locked On Bears Eddie Goldman's decision to opt out made it a little easier to shape up this defensive line because there's really six guys left that have any sort of NFL experience and any sort of chance of making this 53-man roster. Akeem Hicks, Bilal Nichols, Roy Robertson-Harris, your obvious top three. Then you've got John Jenkins as sort of your backup veteran nose tackle with some versatility there. Brent Urban has been a longtime veteran in the NFL was with the defensive line last year to provide some of that consistency. I think they like having his presence in there. And then Abdullah Anderson, the other side of the spectrum, an undrafted rookie free agent two years ago now, I think, the 2018 draft. He's kind of stuck around and found some opportunities last year among all the injuries on the defensive line. And I think six is that number that they like because, you know, three, four defense, three defensive linemen, a backup for each one. And They get into a lot of nickel and don't always use three defensive linemen, but that seems to be the number That they've hovered at, and it's pretty easy to make all those decisions when Eddie Goldman doesn't have to be one of those six. Just sort of cutting, instead, LaCale London, uh, Trevin McSwain, and then yesterday they released uh, Lee Autry fairly early as well. I would expect at least one of them to stick on the 53-man roster, but we really have no indication of who out of any of them has been the more impressive at training camp, but you're going to want to keep some defensive linemen because you have 16 spots on the practice squad to do so. You're going to probably want to keep at least one of every position on both offense and defense. So whether it's one of those guys or an outside player, I suppose, you'll probably see at least somebody stick around to give some more depth there, but preferably cut and dry on the defensive line. Same at inside linebacker. Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, obvious. Your backups, Joel E.A. Booneyway, Josh Woods, the only other inside linebacker they've been working with is Rashad Smith, who I've heard good things about coming out of training camp, but not good enough to unseat everyone that's ahead of him, but definitely a prime practice squad candidate. someone I'll be interested to kind of keep an eye on, you know, next year, hopefully if we have a normal training camp in preseason, fingers crossed Rashad Smith, a name to at least keep an eye on that almost certainly will be back on the 53. But then it brings us to the challenges of outside linebacker that we touched on earlier. I'm ready to pretty well put Travis Gibson down. They really liked him in the fifth round. They felt really fortunate to have him fall all the way there to him, and they're not just going to let that go and test the open market and try and squeeze that on the practice squad. I think at this point, that's too big of a risk for a player that they invested a fifth-round pick in you know some teams will move their 5th round picks but Gibson in particular I think is a guy that they want to to have and see him through this development even if he's not going to be a big time contributor as a rookie so that's four outside linebackers they've kept as many as 6 in the past but as i look at the depth on this team you know it starts to come down to okay you keep, and I think they'll keep at least five. But then you keep a sixth outside linebacker versus the ninth offensive lineman versus maybe the fourth tight end. You could go with three tight ends and cut JP Holtz and keep an extra edge rusher, or you could do five cornerbacks instead of six cornerbacks. I mean, there's some different pieces you can move around, or even five defensive linemen if they felt comfortable going a little bit more thin up front. But at this point, I'm kind of more comfortable going with five edge rushers, and it comes down to, again, James Vaughters, Isaiah Irving, or Ladarius Mack. We've touched before a little bit on previous podcasts that I think Mack is pretty safe to stash on the practice squad because there's no preseason tape that other teams have been able to see. Every other team would have the same tape the Bears did of just him coming out of Buffalo. Khalil Mack recruited him to Chicago, and you're not going to see any team all of a sudden give Mac, Ladarius Mac, a 53-man roster spot after having not seen him play since college. So the only risk would be him going to a different practice squad versus the Bears, but I think given Khalil's presence here, it's a pretty safe bet that if Ladarius was released, he would make it back on this team's practice squad. And so then Isaiah Irving versus James Vauders. as much as Vauders had such a strong preseason last year, I didn't realize that Isaiah Irving is now in his entering his fourth season with the Chicago Bears as a former undrafted free agent out of San Jose State. The guy's played 33 games in a Chicago Bears uniform. That number really snuck up on me. They like him. Now, not just for his ability at edge rusher, where he hasn't been all that productive, but he's a very good special teams player. And I think especially if you're keeping Travis Gibson as the other backup edge rusher who might take a little bit more time to get fully acclimated on special teams in that same way. Isaiah Irving will be particularly valuable in that area and I think he will stick on to give you five edge rushers, Mac I should say Khalil Mack. We have to specify that every time now Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Barcavius Mingo, Isaiah Irving, and Tashawn Gibson. I have the same trepidations with the backup cornerback spots because Once you get past Kyle Fuller, Jalen Johnson, Buster Screen, and really I think Kevin Tolliver is pretty well locked as your number four there. Then again, is it five? Is it six? And when you start splitting up the five and the six, you've got this year's fifth-round pick, the other fifth-round pick, Kendall Vildor. Are you going to release a fifth-round rookie before his first regular season? You've got Sherrick McManus, who is your special teams ace, who can also play safety. And at this point, I kind of treat him like Cordero Patterson, where he's like... 50% Fifty percent cornerback, fifty percent safety. So I, I pretty much am going to pencil in Sherrick McManus on every fifty-three man roster until the team just gives up on him for some reason. So I, I'm ready to go. Sherrick McManus as cornerback five, and then again, are we going? Are we going six, or are you only going to stick with five? Because then you've got Kindle Vildor. Duke Shelley and Steven Denmark, all draft picks in the last two years, although all late round draft picks. But they kept Duke Shelley around for last season, even though he didn't really contribute all that much throughout the season. He was still a guy that they used a six round pick. They wanted him to be around. They didn't just release him, and, you know, like they did with Steven Denmark, for example. I think he's destined to be a potential practice squad guy again. I don't know if he couldn't make the roster last year. Adding him on this year doesn't seem like there's a lot of sense for him. So then, for me, that last cornerback spot, number six, comes down to Kendall Vildor, Duke Shelley. This year's fifth-round pick or last year's sixth-round pick? And I, I kind of come back to, well, I think Duke Shelley played eight snaps of NFL defense last season. There were some special teams in there, and you know they liked that he could play some inside and some outside, but they're also working Kendall Vildor inside and outside this season. And a fifth-round pick is a bigger investment than the sixth-round pick they put in Duke Shelley. And maybe it's regency bias, but I kind of feel like Vildor's the guy they'll stick with. I I think either way, they could release Vildor and still get him to the practice squad, and I think they can release Duke Shelley and get him to the practice squad. So it's a fairly inconsequential decision but I still think it is a difficult one and one that we could maybe even see flip at some point if they start out the season with Vildor and then eventually want Duke Shelley up for some reason. They are having Vildor work inside and outside as well. I think they're going to keep one of them to sort of be that backup slot cornerback, even though McManus can do it too, but Tolliver's sort of your backup outside guy, and then either Vildor or Shelley will be the inside guy, but for prediction purposes... I'm going to go Kindle Vildor, but it would not surprise me at all if they opted for Duke Shelley and tried to stash Vildor on the practice squad. That just leaves safety where, again, it feels somewhat cut and dry. Eddie Jackson, Tashawn Gibson, Deion Bush, DeAndre Houston Carson, kind of your four horsemen, all reliable. They brought in Marcree Christian, who was suspended for the first couple of games of the season, so I believe... They wouldn't technically have to remove him from the 53-man roster. What they would do is he would have to be on the initial 53-man roster, then be placed on the suspension list and miss the first couple of games of the season, freeing up that spot to then re-sign somebody they had previously cut. It wouldn't surprise me if they tried to put him on the practice squad as well because he's the only other safety in the mix at training camp, and again with 16 players there, you want to keep somebody at every position to have that extra depth still practicing with you. So, Either way, he's not going to be on the roster week one because he'll either be suspended or released. And at this point, given that he was a latecomer and an outsider, I wouldn't expect him to play any sort of significant role or really stick on the 53-man roster beyond his suspension. So for those of you playing along at home, that would be 25 players on offense, 25 players on defense, and that leaves the three special team spots, long snapper Patrick Scales, punter Pat O'Donnell, and kicker, even though Cairo Santos has come in and been fairly consistent, and Eddie Pinero's been injured, I don't know that the Bears are ready to make that flip and automatically commit to Cairo Santo already, even though he's got the familiarity with Matt Nagy. That feels like too risky of a move, especially with all the time and effort they've invested into Eddie Pinero, so I'm still going to put Eddie Pinero on this 53-man roster for now. It wouldn't be out of the question if that was one of the surprise cuts and changes thus far, but... I don't think you're necessarily risking Cairo Santos leaving the Bears and signing somewhere else right away to another 53-man roster, considering he was available all the way through what was it, August 25th. You know, he he's kind of bounced around and been unproductive at his last few stops in the NFL. So there's not a long line of teams waiting up waiting in line to sign him. So I think you can release Cairo Santos, and he'll still be available if. Pinero is hurt more or again, or just struggles, you need to make a change or whatever. I I don't think Santos will be too far. So that's pretty much your 53-man roster. Some injuries helped shape that up. Some voluntary opt-outs helped shape that up. And I think without, with the exception of offensive line, tight end, outside linebacker, cornerback, I think a lot of those other spots feel pretty well cut and dry unless there's some big surprise out of nowhere Again, we're kind of working with limited information from the outside here, but I'm really interested to see just how exactly this practice squad ends up shaping up. Again, really impossible to predict because there's going to be at least one player from outside of the organization who ends up on that 16-man group. Likely going to be a few of them, as it typically is on a 10-man group. Add six more spots, and there's some opportunity to get some new faces in here. But again, a few of the names, I think, are more likely than others. Quarterback Tyler Bray. Running back Artavius Pierce. One of the tight ends, Jesper Horstead or Eric Saubert, or even both. A couple of the 7th round pick offensive linemen, Arlington Hambright, Lachavius Simmons. Likely going to be on there. Wide receiver Thomas Ives. Outside linebacker Ladarius Mack. James Vodders as well. Inside linebacker Rashad Smith. Cornerbacks Stephen Denmark, Duke Shelley, or Kendall Vildor if one makes it over the other. And then maybe the safety Marquis Christian after his suspension. But... You could realistically put all those guys on there and still have some space available. Or, you know, you bring in some outside guys with them too. It'll be it'll be fun to see. Maybe we'll get some, some kind of reclamation project on there as well. Some guys to be excited about. And so we'll see how many of them end up needing to be called up as injuries and COVID and a full regular season is in front of us. I'm excited to see how it plays out. I hope you are too. When we come back, I believe by Monday we could have a Chicago Bears starting quarterback named, so be on the lookout for that. We'll be breaking that all down for you. So make sure that you subscribe to Lockdown Bears to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. This will be the last Sunday without Bears football and without NFL regular season football for a long time, so enjoy it i hope you have a great weekend and i hope you still find at least a little bit of time to bear down